Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. You're back. It's almost the holidays, and we're back not to talk about turkey, but to talk about football, um, some holiday movies, and some NCAA mischief, I would say. This is Paul Arnold, your host for tonight, and Ernest Watts, a co-host down in North Carolina. Your favorite team for football is on right now as I sit and talk to you on the internet. Do you predict that the Carolina Tar Heels will go to a bowl game this year? Do they they could squeak out a six and six record, and and usually the way those bowl games go, if you have a lot of fans that'll buy a lot of tickets, that tends to be more important than your record. So I, they've got a, a game against Mercer and a game against State. So I think they can squeeze out six and six. So yeah, Mercer, yeah. Mercer has a football team. <laughs> oh yes. Now, Nate, do you know what city Mercer's in? I don't. Macon, you know what Georgia. state Mercer? Oh. I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's such a small school. I'll say New York, but I don't think that's no, right. No, no. Macon, Georgia, and they got a really nice stadium down there. Looks nice. It's and not Bobby Mercer, since you said New York. Oh, it's come not on. Bobby Mercer. All right, folks, that's the first old man reference of the day. Bobby Mercer played for the New York Yankees in the old days. And Nate Moyer joining me from Trumbull, Connecticut, that little village up there in the heart of snow Town. country. Uh, we Nate, got upgraded from village to town. There, oh, town, nice. <laughs> um, Nate, where is Notre Dame going for a bowl game this year? What do you think? I don't know. At this point, it doesn't matter. They're not going to the playoffs, so uh, I just uh, hope uh, they're not playing on Christmas Day. Big news oh. about Notre Dame, though. For the first time since 1973, you're not going to sell out. Yeah. Sell yeah. Out. I don't know Against if that's a ranked team too. Maybe that's a ranked team. I think they will sell it just by putting that out. I, I mean, think, think I even thought about going down. I think there. they were like, you know what? I think that's a little. It's it's kind of interesting. I feel like they let it out so early that there's still a chance for people to buy a lot of tickets. I think so. Fill that out. Now, I don't know about the next game. This game against Navy is a good one, but the next one, I forgot who they're playing next. Um, that one doesn't see. I think it was Boston College. I don't know if that's going to be as exciting of a game that might be the one that breaks the sell Cause I feel like the Navy game will. And um, yeah, I mean, it's great that they're both ranked. I like Navy. Um, I like that rivalry for um, Notre Dame. I, I, I like it because of the history behind it. I think we've talked about it on this about um, Navy helped keep Notre Dame open during world war two. So Notre Dame will always play Navy until Navy does not want them to play them anymore because it's a marquee game for Navy's football program. So people always say, why does Notre Dame play Navy? Blah, blah, blah. The reason why is because they kept them open. So that's that's why. So, Who are you imitating? Uh, now, then, Nate? You're imitating well, anybody the, I know? I don't know. It's, it's a collection of everybody that says it. So, But um, now Boston College against uh, Notre Dame, that's the Catholic College Championship. The loser goes to purgatory, so. Or I don't know. Goes... One of the two. But yeah, they're really the two top they played in Catholic Park colleges playing football. years ago. That was cool. Oh, oh yeah. That was, that was, I wish they would duplicate that again. I, they've, they, they, they've been pretty consistent. I know that uh, BC is the team that knocked them out after they beat Florida State in what, 87, 88? When, when Not they, 88, because no, they won the national championship in 88. Yeah, was, I feel it, like was it was the early 90s. 90s? I think it was yeah, the 90s. Yeah, it was the 90s. It was after Notre Dame had beat Florida. Florida was number one. It was, you know, a... because with all the you, they've been rehashing the last week all the number one and number two teams because of the Alabama um, LSU game. And there, Paul, is your segue. Okay, let's go right in the NCAA. Why not? And my before we get to football, I want to ask you guys what is worse. There's two players that made news for their bad behavior in NCAA. One for football, one for basketball. If you've been living under a rock, you don't know that Memphis basketball player James Wiseman has gotten in trouble because it was shown that he started to receive money from Penny Hardaway back in 2017, his current college coach, when Wiseman was back in high school. And they, Penny Hardaway gave him $11,500 so he could move from Nashville to Memphis so he'd be closer to the coach. Is that as bad or not as bad as Ohio State football player Chase Young who took out a legal loan from somebody he met after he started playing at Ohio State so that he could fly his girlfriend out to watch him play in the Rose Bowl last year. So, Nate, I'll start with you. Which one is worse? Well, I have to say it doesn't sound like he was a very wise man um, uh, in his decision. Uh, but I, I think I think the Ohio State one's bad. Um, 
I think that's kind of worse because you kind of think about the fact that, you know, Hardaway paid for this kid, but he moved his family, kind of a family thing instead of just like a girlfriend. Um, so, and I don't know, it happened before either one of them were at a college. So I, I get the, no, no, it's Chase a gray Young area, happened but... after college. He was in college. Oh, Chase Young after, oh, after college. So he got I don't his, know. So his girlfriend can watch him play when he was playing yeah, Ohio State at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that. I still say it's the Ohio State one. I think that's kind of a stupid one. The other one, at least it's he helped move this family to try to give his family a better chance to play in something that his son would get noticed and therefore get his son a scholarship to basketball. Um, obviously, it turned out interesting because Hardaway then took over at Memphis. So now it's weird again. Uh, but I think... Uh, if I had to pick from the two, the, the the Chase Young was the worst one. I don't know. Ernest, what what do you think? Here's the whole story about Wiseman. Penny Hartman, Penny Hardaway paid for him and his family to move into his school district to the high school that Penny Hardaway yes. was coaching. Yes, right. That's common. That's in the common old days, high school sports now. In the old days, you would have been eligible permanently. Now he's probably only going to get hit with five to ten games. Which is ridiculous. No, but this he's announced he's he's going to not play this year. He's already going to. They're going to they're going to slap him with a five to ten games. Watch and see. He will be back for conference play. He will be back in the old days. Yeah, but see, Memphis lawyered up and threatened to sue. But Wiseman's already the dropped the lawsuit, though. He yeah, he, he dropped, dropped it today. the lawsuit, but he will be back. They're going to slap him with a five to ten game. He will be eligible. Watch and see the conference play. Because the NCAA felt threatened and they gave away because they really don't have any power. As for Young for Ohio State, if we paid the players, he wouldn't have had to do this. Oh my gosh, we're going back to that. All right. Yes. Oh, I, have no with, I have no problem with Young. I mean, he was paying for his girlfriend to see him play in a bowl game, which took him away from attending class to make money for Ohio State. <laughs> oh my a useless bowl game that does not count in the standings. Wiseman, that is bribery. You paid for a player to come play at your high school with the knowledge of that when you were named coach at Memphis, you were going to bring the number one recruit to your school. Yeah. I Why not? I mean, this is this is underhanded. I agree with you. Memphis one, I think, is far worse. But I don't buy into this. Oh, if we paid the players, this wouldn't have happened. I think Ohio State won. Is um, he gets a four game suspension? I think that's right. I actually think that's appropriate, even though actually it's he... going to be two. He's <laughs> only he sat out the last game. He is suspended for the next game, and then he will be eligible. It came against out today. Penn State one. against Michigan, yeah. right? Gee, that's convenient. no. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back for Penn State and Michigan State. He doesn't need to come back for Michigan. <laughs> they don't need. They they can win without him. Oh, it's here we go again. All right, well, I so really hope are, they don't because I hate Ohio State. But, all right, so we'll move um, on to another question about. Well, before we do, I was going to say that's pretty common, Ernest. Now, not paying for a player, but getting a player to oh. a coach's school district in high school—that's happening everywhere now. I can tell you, I did. A, I was a realtor in Arizona, still licensed out there, but I had a couple that came to me that said, "We want to go to." I'm not going to say the district, but I, we need to be in this X Y Z district. And I said, okay, so I'd show them houses. We don't really care that much about the house. It has to be in this district because my kid wants to play for this coach. So I, it's it's so common out there. Oh. Um, they used to have a rule where you have to sit out a year if you did that. Um, it's, it's depending on the circumstances, of course, with the Arizona Interstellastic. Well, the um, old, the old. But it's, it's so common now. I mean, coach, players are going to go where coaches are. They're going to magically show up at some apartment complex that's in the district. It's it's very common. So to me, that that's why I don't feel like it's that big of a deal um, at the time because you want to play for a certain coach. A coach is going to make sure you're going to, you know, give well, you the better opportunity to get it. Now, if he was given him money while he was living there, that's different. But I think he wanted to help coach him and help him with his you know basketball career. And you know, maybe maybe he in the place he was at, he wasn't going to get the press. He wasn't going to get. Um, the, Nate, the, he was the number one recruited. I know, but I knew that as a junior. He's seven foot and he shoots three points. I mean, the old the old days, what they used to do, the old slyway was was hire the kid's parent. I mean, and I'm about to step on some toes here. The most famous case is Larry Brown hired Danny Manning, Ed Manning, Danny Manning's father, to be his assistant to get Danny Manning at that time the number one recruit. 
I mean, even Michigan hired Devin Bush's dad as a football analyst right. when he was recruited from Michigan. I mean, this it, it's as bad. That's just as bad as the money. But this stuff's going on, and that's why when people all say, oh, well, so all these other teams, everybody cheats. Okay, Everybody, everybody yeah. cheats. Everybody and, cheats, but, and players should be paid. I, yeah. I've heard these themes before. And Doesn't while, mean they're not right. <laughs> <laughs> and while you guys are talking, I'm watching the Pittsburgh UNC game, and they just had a really great um, sort of foam head race. You know, I have every stadium in minor league baseball has like these foam head people run around, and they had four famous Pittsburgh uh, football players foam heads. And Nate, you got to get one right away. I Larry think. Fitzgerald, right? And then. Um, Ernest, you Dicka. should get Dicka's number two. Yep. The other two are a little harder. Not, Not Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett, three. There's one more. Uh, Dan Marino. You're right. I would say Dan Marino. That's what I was thinking of, Dan Marino. Yeah, okay. so that, that was really cool. hard. Hey, you guys are better than I thought. So let's go on to the next question so you can prove you're really good. Okay. So new ratings. LSU took care of Alabama. At Alabama, super impressive win. So they're number one in the top four, followed by Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. Out of those top four, Ernest, who's going to win it all? I'm still sticking with Clemson. I really, really do. I think Clemson's getting better. Uh, LSU's going to have a tough road because they're going to have to face Georgia probably. Uh, Ohio State probably got the eat. I mean, if you're talking about getting in the final four, I think Ohio State has and Clemson. Ohio State and Clemson are almost a done deal, pretty much. I don't see anybody challenging either one of those teams. Sorry. Sorry, Michigan. Uh I I, you sorry, know, I can't hear you anymore. Did you say sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I have a mute button here, I think somewhere. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I just I, you know Ohio State and Clemson are in pretty much. Uh now, who's gonna win it all? Georgia team. You're sticking with Clemson. Clemson. I'm sticking with Clemson. I'm prejudiced, but yeah, be the champ. You got to beat the champ, as Ric Flair used to say. Ric Flair. Woo, woo. All right, Nate. I I don't. I loved LSU beating Alabama. I absolutely did. I really hope Alabama does not get in the playoff. (laughs) Um, I I could see them getting in with one loss. They're like that one loss team that gets in there. Paul Feinbaum's head's going to explode if they don't make it in. I think. I think Ohio State will be out. I think Ohio State will lose to Michigan this year. Oh, um, you're I my think they, favorite. And I think me. so. I think I depending on who wins the Big Ten championship game, depending Ohio if State. it's one loss or two loss. Um, if it can be like a Penn State, they might. No, I think Penn State had a bad loss. No, yeah, they're out. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, that's too good of a loss. But I don't. I don't know if a Pac-12 team can sneak in there. I don't know. I'm just the way the way I'm thinking it. I don't think Ohio State's going to get in. Meaning, I feel like Alabama's going to get back in this thing, and we're uh, going to have what 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 version of this you know playoff bowl is this going to be? Where it's going to be Alabama and Clemson again? So I don't. Know, I really hope LSU does. I was really impressed with their victory over um, Alabama. I didn't think it was going to happen, and I was really excited it did. Um, again, I, I just I'm just not a big fan of Alabama. I just think because they win so much, I'm kind of annoyed with it. Did you I say who you think is going to win it all, but, Nate? Come on, Nate. Get I, I don't want to say Clemson because that's who Ernest picked, but I'll say um, somebody that's not in the playoff currently. That's how about I say that? Oh my God! Four teams that are in there right now. I'll take the field. I will not pick the top four. Man, wishy-washy. Man, I think well, LSU, me, LSU is on a roll. They're going to get it all this year. They got the great quarterback. They got great defense. Uh, if they can beat Alabama at Alabama, I think they're going to win it all. I hope so, but. Well, they don't have to play Alabama anymore. I'll take, I'll take the field. I know, but just it can't be a tougher spot oh. to win on the road, and they just have so much confidence coming into but if the. But Tua, Tua doesn't fumble in that first series. It's a different game. I mean, that you got Alabama probably helped their case in the second half. But let me ask both of you a question: Did that game, did that pretty much give the Heisman to Joe Burrow? Not yet. I don't think quite yet. I think no, it, I think he's got to finish up the season. I think Hurts still has a chance at it. I don't think it's as strong as it used to be. But, uh, how, but now, oh, well, you bring up Hurt, you bring up Oklahoma, which has one loss, and they have a conference championship. 
And Nate, you said you didn't think of Pac-12, but let's face it, Oregon has one loss to an SEC team in a neutral side. Uh, yeah, but Auburn. I don't know if I'm sold on Oregon being being good, being a playoff team. I want them so, to be alone. I want to see Pac-12 in it badly, but I, I don't know if they've And if I'll they've see, if, if, you know, if you're an anti-Alabama fan, you're rooting for Auburn. I mean, you either rooting for Auburn or you're waiting for Georgia to beat LSU because if Georgia beats LSU, Alabama's out. And if Auburn beats Alabama, Alabama's out. Mm-hmm. Right. The most compelling TV for football has to be SEC from this point on, I think, because of how tight it is and the quality of players, which leads me to another question. We well, have, what about what about Minnesota? They're undefeated, and they just beat That's Penn my State. next question. Thank you very much. Good segue. So Minnesota and Baylor are both undefeated, and so they're outside looking in. I don't think either one will get in, but if those two played, Nate, who do you think would win? I think Minnesota would win. Row right the now. boat. I think I think Fleck has got him uh, the confidence through the roof with those with that team. I think he's done a wonderful job coaching there. I think that's why he got the extension so quickly is because I think teams realized or uh, the the school realized how what they have, and um, I think he's just got the most that he could out of the talent that he has at Minnesota. So I. Right now, I would say it based on coaching. I would say, um, I would say Minnesota. I'm, I haven't really watched Baylor, but I watched the Minnesota versus Penn State game. I was really impressed with them. Ernest, I'd have to agree. I mean, Baylor barely squeezed it out against TCU. Went to double overtime. Did you just say Baylor barely? Did you say squeezed it out? Yeah. Yes. So Baylor Bears and then squeeze it out. Ooh, ease. Yes, I know. I know. No Charmin. This is brought. This this segment is brought to you by Metamucil. No. Or Charmin. 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 I mean, I I really liked Minnesota's defense. I thought their offense is not a lot to hang their hat on. They've got a great wide receiver by the name of Johnson, but you know Baylor just has not played anybody. I, I you know that's been the argument against Minnesota. They they tend to, the eye test I give to Minnesota I gotta go with Nate. Yeah, I I agree. Minnesota looks really good. And Ernest, you're our expert on such things on contracts. They gave um, the extension to Fleck, but every contract's made to be broken, don't you? Do you think there's a chance that Fleck jumps this year and breaks that contract to go to a better program? Well, you got to look at the fact that it was a $12 million buyout for Florida State. So I don't know if they want to invest big money, if they want to try and find somebody young instead of looking out for a name because a name didn't work this time. Uh, They've already been turned down by Bob Stoops, who'd rather stay in the XFL than coach at Florida State. (laughs) Wow. So that's not exactly a ringing endorsement right there. Uh, Notre Dame. They've talked to his brother. Yeah, I mean, that's – we keep here in urban and we'll go to Notre Dame. And I just don't, I don't know that. if I will, I'm ready to sell my soul for a championship. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think <laughs> you, urban you Meyer do have standards, do it, right? I, I think you've got gosh. a good coach. He's gotten you to what? Two championship series. Yeah. Two final four. Yeah. But look, look, look what we've done in those. Look at, we've done in those. Every time we've had a big game on a big stage, we crumble. We're just not prepared. If we had more than a week, we had a we had a bye week before Michigan. Look how look at the turd we left on the field there. Congratulations to you, Paul. By the way, um, <laughs> and then I mean, every time they've done the playoff, they got smoked. They they played obviously they played Alabama in the national championship before the playoff. They looked terrible. Um, that that one where they were kind of just out talented wise. I mean, the the lines were just too big for them. But I, I don't know. Brian Kelly, he can recruit well, and he gets good recruits. But when it comes to, like, a big stage, he just he can't get it done. And it's not like it's just one or two times. It's consistently across the board. Big bowl games, he does not have his team prepared. All right, so, so I think getting back I, to I wouldn't Fleck. be mind. I think Fleck would be good because I think he'd be motivating. He'd be at a big program. And I think he'd get the most out of the talent that they have there. So I, I like Brian Kelly, but it's just for Notre Dame, it's not getting the job done. I just – Right, you so, ditched true or false? Kelly Fleck is going somewhere Fleck. else at the end of the year. True or false? True. True says Ernest. I'll true. say false. I think I think he'll go. I think he'll be another year, and then he'll. I want to get this straight, Nate. You would dump Brian Kelly for PJ Fleck right now? Yes. That's a lateral move. It really. I don't. Is. I, I don't what know. If I just Fleck won we, a championship because, because we know what we get out of Brian Kelly. We're not going to win a national championship with him. 
He's just pretty, not. He, he's today's pretty girl. That's all. He's, he's a regular season. No, Brian Kelly is a regular season coach. And so he's is like, he's like the Bengals coach. He's like the Bengals coach. Doesn't matter what record it is. If he gets to the playoff, he's going to stink in the first game. All right. So here's the next what question. What has PJ Fleck done in the playoffs? Right, who would you, I don't know, but he's new blood. Who would That's you rather have, Harbaugh or Fleck, or Ernest? Harbaugh. <laughs> Fleck. Kidding me? Harbaugh. So you're doing potential versus a proven record, I think, is the key. And this Fleck, you see, ever seen those memes where a guy's walking with his girlfriend and he turns his head around yeah. to look at the other girl that's walking by? This is similar to that meme. Like Fleck is just like interesting. You don't know what he's capable of. He's just new. And could he be that next great coach? And I think that plays into the minds of a lot of boosters. And I think it's going to be really interesting if Fleck's going to stay. I, I'm going to say he's going to go. If he's wise, Minnesota is not a great program for a long term. I think he'll cash in and go. I agree. Yeah, you I go agree. While you're hot. You go while you're hot. There's only three coaches that are proven playoff winners, and one of them is working for Fox right now. Yeah, the other true. two are in Alabama and Clemson. But other than those three, you, there's no one who consistently wins championships. Yeah, how much is Urban going to get paid wherever he goes next? It's going to be crazy. The blank check, yeah. pretty much. And then he'll have heart issues in three years and be When caught. the NCA starts investigating yeah. him, We've he'll seen this magically. But, but that's yeah. what boosters want. I mean, you take a Brian Kelly, you, you take a Harbaugh, and they graduate their kids. They win every year. They are shining moral examples. Except I think Brian Kelly, Kelly gets a little mad on sidelines, but he's toned that down. He's very much toned that down since he has since like 2010, 2011, when he would just go berserk. Um, yeah. He's really toned that down. But I, and I think he's done a wonderful job with what he's doing on campus with the kids and the graduation, all that stuff. I'm just saying from a football perspective, wins and losses, for whatever reason, he just can't get it done on big games and big stages. All Otherwise, right. I think he's a fantastic coach. If I was yeah. not obsessed with the national championship, which Notre Dame fans are, you know, just like Florida State fans are and stuff like that. I mean, it's, we and haven't Michigan had a since fans. 1988. Yeah, right. So we both all like sports movies, and we'll get to holiday movies in a little bit later. But if Charlie Sheen was cast to play a, a, <laughs> a college football coach, what would be the ideal casting? Oh, uh, that's, that's rich. Uh, Anger okay. management, man, you know? Uh, what's the old Baylor coach? Oh, Broyles? Our boy, our Broyles. Yes, that's Charlie Sheen. Wow. Okay. I didn't know because he just, every coach has this anger issue. And, and Charlie Sheen even made money after after he got so, you know, but I'm, tiger I'm talking, blood and all that stuff. He's not there anymore. He's not there anymore. But what about, um, what's his name? Beamer from Frank Virginia Beamer? Tech. Oh, he had to wear Beamer. prosthetics Frank, to do that. Frank Beamer is, is, is hardcore, hardworking. I mean, he, he's, uh, he's got that. You know, he got the scar on his face when he was a child. A uh, trash can exploded, and he's always been low key. And he's he's class. No, no, Charlie Sheen's not angry. Well, he could you know they could put him in a fat suit. He could play Woody Hayes. I guess that would be it. Anger management. But so no, you guys no, have our, your favorite movie football coach? Is it We Are Marshall with? Um, what's his Matthew name? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, was that your favorite, or do you have Al Pacino? Wasn't he a NFL? Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. No, that's that's a character. Uh, I I I like McConaughey. He was playing a real character, who's actually in the College Hall of Fame, and he you know he stoops himself over, and that's that's a good choice. I would have to go with that or Gene Hackman in the replacements. Ooh, interesting. He wasn't bad in that one. All right. Uh, I like the coach in I just because I just recently saw the movie Necessary, Necessary roughness, roughness, the assistant coach. Who is the assistant the coach? Rob the, Schneider. Uh, no, it wasn't Rob uh, no, Schneider. What's it's, his name? It's, oh, he was a defensive coordinator in it. Yeah, he's in the the uh, uh, what's your Tim uh, whatever Tim Allen's TV series. He plays his boss in that. Oh, in Last Man Standing. Yeah, he's he's Tim. He's Tim oh, Taylor. he's Tim a Allen. Hispanic guy. Yes, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. All right, we're going to move on to the NFL since we chased a few rabbits with that. Last week was a week of upsets. Every once in a while, you get all the teams that are supposed to win, and they don't win. All the teams come up and sort of bite them, and it proves over and over again 
to be undefeated for a whole season is next to impossible. That's why those old dudes in Miami keep on drinking their champagne every year because nobody can do it. Um, and so I'm going to talk about these upsets and ask you guys which is the bigger, more impactful upset. All right, you ready? So Cleveland Browns beat the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Rams. Which one means more to NFL? Ernest? I'll have to go the Cleveland win because I pretty much killed them off. And I thought Buffalo was a contender for the wild card. I mean, the Rams are just a mess. Their offensive line is horrible. Golf has regressed to the point. Their defense is a seed. I mean, for everybody, for all the assistants and anybody who's been in the uh, slightly related to the Rams coach, I mean, Sean McKay, it just seems like that team has collapsed. That's a one-year wonder. McVay. McVay, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking about Jim McKay. That's close. Yes, yes. Sean McVay, yes. The thrill of victory. Uh, The agony of defeat. Rams are a mess. I mean, I just – yeah, I got to go. I thought Buffalo was for real. So I'll go with the Browns because I had already put a stake in them. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll I'll go with the Browns too. I think you're right. I think the Rams are just not what they were last year. And Goff is just terrible. I mean, the front office has got to be so upset they gave him that huge contract too. Mm. Uh, my son, David Arnold, actually went to that Cleveland Browns game against the Bills with his father-in-law. He left his dear old dad at home, I'll just say on public record, but he had a great time. And the Browns actually won, but he said they were horrible in the red zone. And they're getting back, uh, I think, Hunt, the wide, the running back that was on double-seeker probation. Yes. So, yeah, and they lost one of the wide receivers, actually cut Callaway today. Right. Who, who uh, violated his second. Uh, Suspended 10 games. So, yeah. all right, here's the other two comparisons. So, Ernest Watts' second favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons, beat – New Orleans Saints, 26 to 9. I think this sounds like saving our head coach's job. Or the Tennessee Titans beating the Kansas City Chiefs, 35 32. How do the Titans have the Chiefs' numbers year after year? So, Nate, which one is the bigger impact loss? Uh, I think it's definitely the Saints and the um, Falcons. I mean, they, they came into New Orleans and even let the Saints score a touchdown. They only got field goals. I mean, they went from this horrendous train wreck to beating a potential Super Bowl contender. And it's not like it was, oh, Bridgewater was the, they had Breeze back and he'd been back for two games. So he's been somewhat healthy and in the system again. I don't know. I think that was that was an impressive win for the Falcons. I think they kind of pulled it together and made that their Super Bowl and beat beat New Orleans. And New Orleans is trying to win, you know, home field advantage and things like that. So I think and it was a conference game. So I think that was more impactful. Hmm. Ernest, I was in the Outer Banks flipping between both games simultaneously, and my son is a big Titans fan, and he kind of thought Kansas City would would work. I mean, you give the Falcons a bye week, you give them two weeks to prepare, and and Breeze, he regresses in the second half the last few years. You kind of wonder if the age factor, but Kansas City just can't buy a defense. I mean, it's it's amazing. How this team that we we a lot of people picked to beat the Super Bowl and and we love watching Mahomes and in that game he made a great throw where he's actually getting hit and thrown to the field and but but the, again I'll have to go with the Kansas City t- Titans game mm. I mean we the rivalry I see the rivalry between the Falcons and Saints that's gone back ever since Ryan and and Breeze have been there I mean they've battled. I don't care what the record is. When there's like a college rivalry, those two teams always play close games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always remember the game where New Orleans came back and uh, Steve Gleason blocked the punt. That was against the Falcons. And now he's contracted ALS and they have the statue of him outside the Superdome. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two teams are probably the most undersung rivalry in the NFL, the Saints and Falcons. Mm-hmm. Out of those four helmets, Ernest, which one would you want to own? The Falcons, Saints, Titans, or Chiefs? Well, Titans looks like a, a World Football League or an XFL helmet. Kansas City has an iconic with the with the arrowhead on the side, so I'll say Kansas City. Nate, how about I you? I kind of like the Titans. 
I know. Yeah, it's, it's this is a different generation here, man. So, all right. So we're going to move on to holiday movies just for the fun of it because Ernest loves going to movies. I love going to movies. Nate has small children, so someday, Nate, you'll go back to the movies. You, you're stuck on Netflix, and my family bought into D- Disney Plus, so we're watching. Yep, we got into that. So I'm, it was a I'm, cheap I'm intro glad, cost. I'm so. glad both of you are helping out the little man because that company is <laughs> hurting so much. Yeah, it's like it's Apple to, and Disney. Yeah, it's good to see a struggling company like that make some more revenue. <laughs> Thank, kudos to both of you. Well, th- thanks, man. We we appreciate your support. Um, and I'm using an Apple computer right now, so you know we're we're buying into the man, which t- as am I. Anyway, so I think every red-blooded American man wants to go see Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker just to see how Star they what? Star what? The Rise of Skywalker. Just kidding. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Joke. Haha. Okay. Um, yeah. Try to do that. Yeah. Just... So Is this uh, the David Thompson story. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, that's another old reference. <laughs> Sorry. Very old NBA reference. Michael folks. Jordan before Michael Jordan. Yeah. Y'all Google him. With more drugs. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so Star Wars is a given. That's going to sell tons of tickets. And Chewbacca, people want to imitate him. Can either one of you imitate Chewbacca? Just I, I think Ernest probably nailed it. Okay, you're he, not he, was, he was Chewbacca before there was a Chewbacca. Yes. You know, Actually, you do Jar Bar Binks or whatever? No, we're not doing... No, that's the, it's the Me Too generation. I'm doing Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I'll wind up on the wrong list there. I mean... Darn. Uh, do you want me to do Amos and Andy? Is that what you want me to no, do? I no, mean, no, no. That's level. old reference number four for tonight. Okay, sorry. Um, so out of the next three movies, which one are you more likely to see? And hang with me. Jumanji number two, Knives Out, or Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Ernest. Knives Out, definitely. I love Daniel Craig. Uh, this is a one of those whodunit types of shows. Uh, it's the old family in the room. Pick out who murdered uh, the patriarch of the family. It looks great. Isn't it just uh, like the board game Clue? If there it was is. A Clue well, movie, it's a remake when, of the Clue movie. With more do you remember when the Clue movie came out? They had four different endings to the movie. Yes. So depending on which one you went to, you saw that particular answer to yes. the who did it in the in the library or the drawing we room. We have the DVD, the and you can sh- see all four endings. And our daughter told us about it. She came home from school one day. Everybody wants to watch Clue at school. Let's get it. And I'm saying, okay, cool. So you yeah. didn't have a clue about it, huh? Uh, no, I, I was still looking for Colonel Mustard, with a in the conservatory with a lead pipe in the conservatory. Yes. All right, uh, Nate. How about you? Which one of the three would you probably go to see if you had the time and energy and money? Um. Let's see. What was it again? It was Knives Out. It was Jumanji. the Jumanji. 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 I don't know that I'd want to see Jumanji. Was it Robin Williams was in that, right? Well, that was the original one. That was the original. Yeah, the Rock did one be... two years ago. With, yeah, um, I, I heard about that. One. Kevin yeah. Johnson. Yeah. They're out with another one of that. So tell yeah. who's in this one, Paul. Uh, Let's do old man TV here. The the first Jumanji or the second? No, the one the, the one that's coming out, the third one. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and uh, um, the little black guy. <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. Danny Glover. Oh, Danny, Danny Glover. Glover's in it. The young one or the sort of as a voice. Danny Glover is, and uh, so is uh, uh, Louis from uh, Taxi. Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Yeah, they skewed old with this one, trying to get cute. So uh, no, I don't think I'll see that one. I, I guess. Uh, if I so, guess because I have kids, I'd see go you know the neighborhood one with about um with Tom Hanks, with Tom Hanks, but it's about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, right? So meme went. I'd around. probably go see that. I mean, that'd probably kind of be sentimental. Yeah, because I've seen the original. I mean, I didn't watch it a ton, but I did. I do remember watching it as a kid. So I'd probably go with that one just for the sentimental. I mean, Tom Hanks is usually usually brings it. He's usually a pretty good actor and a lot of the things he does. So mm-hmm. you can always count on him to do a, a good job in the role. The meme went around that you shouldn't go traveling with Tom Hanks. He gets de- deserted on an island. He's flying a plane that has to land in the water. I, I forget the other two. They had four examples of movies where don't travel with Tom Hanks. Have you, seen like- the one about, have you seen the one about Matt Damon, about how much the government has spent to save Matt Damon? 
because they talk <laughs> about saving Private Ryan, yeah. and then they talk about when he went into space on Mars, and oh, there was a you. one or okay, something. How about, how about being a girlfriend or wife of Leonardo DiCaprio? DiCaprio? DiCaprio, sorry, DiCaprio. I mean, look, every movie, Inception, uh, what's the one, Shutter Island, his yes. wives all get killed off. What about Titanic? She, Titanic. She doesn't share the door. Um, yeah, the the aviator. Uh, I mean, every movie the female gets killed off, so that's that's the same thing. You don't Titanic. Be... So Kate Winslet is the winner because she didn't. Oh. She killed him instead. Yeah, but you know you, she could have moved her fat butt and made enough room on that door. Uh-huh. Yeah, they could have. Uh-huh. They could have taken turns. Yeah, there's. Yeah, a, they could have okay. both like half on or something. She made the right call. She Just because right she had the jewel. You know, I knock him off. I've got the jewelry. I can make a lot of most overrated movie all time, Titanic. Mm. Well, it's a Ernest, horrible movie. Ernest, you are a movie expert, and there have been other movies promoted this uh, fall, like 21 Bridges, with the guy who played Black Panther is starring, but it's an action Boy, movie. Chase Bowman, the actor who played Black Panther. Come up with his name now, Chase Bowman. Go See, ahead. I didn't know it. That's why I was I'm looking for help from you, man. All right, okay, you're a movie right. expert. Tell me some other movies that might catch our attention this holiday season. One I've seen, one I will see. Uh, the one I've, I'll tell you the one I will see first, and that's Ford versus Ferrari. Um, oh, what huge, yeah, Christian Bale. And again, we're not saving Matt Damon. He's an engineer. But it's the true story of how uh, Ford tried to buy Ferrari and they kind of laughed in their face. So they decided to build a better car and they brought in these two outsiders that could not get along with anybody to beat Ferrari in the 24 hours of Le Mans. And it's and that, spoiler that, alert, they did it. Spoiler well, alert. yeah, of course, true story. It doesn't take long. And the other was, uh, which I saw this week, was Dr. Sleep, which is uh, the sequel to The Shining. And it's fascinating in that if you've ever read the book Shining, the movie is completely different. And they made a conscious decision with the sequel, which was based again on a Stephen King book, to sequelize it to the movie and not do the book religiously. And Ian McGowan, who is probably one of the more underrated actors who are around, who will actually play in the uh, Harlequin movie that's coming up, another DC movie, he's, he's playing the, uh, one of the villains, uh, does a great job of playing Danny Torrance, which is the small kid in The Shining. And mm. the, the nice little step in it is the, the Jack Nicholson character reappears in the sequel, oh. but it's played by Henry Thomas. Does the name Henry Thomas sound Child familiar actor, to you? actor, wasn't he? Yes, E.T., but he also is in he's in uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Mm. Do you guys know how much Stephen King is worth? I just looked it up. One billion. No, I don't. I have no idea. Three hundred and fifty million. I don't Close. Four hundred million, according to if that can be trusted on. But he's done so much. I figured he had rated in pretty good. So all right. So and they were making sequels of books. Like they did it, and they're going to do the stand next, which was There's it too, it. right? It too just well. It, actually, it's it was it too, but the book goes back and forth in the past and modern times, and that's how the original TV series was. The movie they did the the back in the day, and the second movie did modern times, so it was actually the same book. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I have one last question. We're going to wrap it up. I finally joined the human race again and got the sports package. The last couple of years, I have not had it. So sitting in front of my 55-inch high-def TV, I have loved watching hockey again because the cameras are great, the angles are great. So I bought some tickets to see U of M, Michigan versus Ohio State in February and uh, uh, take my future uh, uh, son-in-law's father, if that makes sense. We're going to go to that game. So that's been my... Not guilty pleasure, but just enjoying a little extra TV lately. So, Nate, what have you been enjoying when you had some time to watch a little extra TV? I do. I, I mean, I actually just watched NHL. Uh, a buddy of mine texted me, hey, you know, the Coyotes were on. They were playing the um, – were they playing? They were playing the Capitals. And um, it was pretty fun. I mean, I watched the third period of it on whatever. I think it was NBC Sports. Anyway, it was exciting because it was like midweek. I got to watch – 
them. I love watching hockey. It's it's hard to see on TV. I can never find college hockey unless it's the uh, NCAA tournament, the Frozen Four, right right before the Frozen Four. Sometimes they'll be on that. But I got to go to Notre Dame a couple of years ago. They played in Bridgeport, which is a couple towns over um, for the regional, which is really cool. So yeah, I, I like I like what you say about that. Is but if I get a little bit of time, I guess I kind of want to play Xbox with a couple friends of mine. I mean, it's kind of rare that we can all make that work because, um, you know, with kids and everything, that's the way it goes. But I think that's my guilty pleasure is getting to play Xbox when you play like Halo. Um, so that's that's probably it if I get some time. Ernest, you are a connoisseur of all things entertainment. Is there Boy. something extra you've watched lately that I wouldn't have expected? Well, since all that hockey, I've been watching college basketball because a lot of the young freshmen like Wiseman and uh, Kobe Anthony, a lot of the young kids have come in. I've, I've tried to check those out. I, too, have been on the uh, been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and a little Madden and a little NBA 2K20. I mean, I, I've been playing the video, but uh, and I've been you know, catching up with my reading unfortunately and but now listen I, I i've got to give a shout out to nate for something really? because one of his teams have been one of the real surprises in the nba the phoenix <laughs> oh, Suns. Yeah. how awesome is that so we got to give him some better. phoenix suns love time even though saying? their best players suspended for can PD. nate st- name the starting lineup for the suns can he name yeah. the coach uh monty williams hey devin booker um, gosh, the guy we just got in that trade is taking over for Anton. Um, anyway, uh, let's see who From, else. I'll help you out. He was is with Bridges. Is Bridges starting. Yeah, Bridges. Oh, well, I was going to help you out. He he was with the Boston Celtics. Is the it guy? Not, is it Baines? Is it Aaron Baines? Is that yes, it? Aaron okay. Baines. Right. So he's team. our new center, which we seem to be doing better with than Anton. Um, or Aiden, I'm sorry, Anton. I always say Aiden. Don't forget Cam uh-huh. Johnson, your rookie. Cam Johnson's our rookie from North Carolina. That's why, obviously, Ernest. That was yes, thank you, thank you. Um, and then Rubio. Obviously, Rubio is our off-season transaction, which was great because we needed a point guard in there. So that's what? Booker, Rubio, Bridges. Did I name them all? Is that, Bridges is the other one, right? So we've got Baines yeah. as the starting center. Um, all Devin, right, all right, all right. Keep moving, keep moving. Yay, Phoenix. Well, that brings up a point since we're talking NBA. And I... Why do we get so much pleasure when a team has been champions for a long time when they literally fall on their face? Why are we enjoying the demise of the Warriors so much? Humility. Because they've just been so good for so long. And I think it's just, I think it's like when Alabama finally loses. I think it's when the Yankees finally lose. I think it's every year when the Cowboys suck. Um, yeah, the <laughs> Cowboys just, haven't won a Super Bowl in. I don't know why we're roots against them. I don't know what it is. It's like there's the meme that says, we're America's team, and it says everybody loves it when you lose. It was the other everybody, side. But everybody loves Curry and Thompson, even Draymond. I mean, you'd be surprised the number of young kids that I love don't, Draymond. Yeah, I and and Steve Kerr, me. who does not like Steve Kerr? Except, you know. I, I've never been sold on Steve Kerr. I'm not saying he's not a nice guy. Um, obviously, he's with the Suns for a little while, too. But I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to see how good of a coach he is. He's always had so much talent. That I, I just I don't know because even when Walton was taking over, they were just basically he just kind of kept them on cruise control and they kept winning and he won Coach of the Month and blah blah blah. Um, so I think we're going to find out how good Kerr really is as a coach because he doesn't have the star players right now. I mean even Curry's hurt, so you know we'll see how many wins he can get, see how well he can do with the talent that he has. Like the Suns right now are not the most talented team in the NBA, but I think they're playing at the best they can play right now. And I think that's up to good coaching. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. We're not, we shouldn't be as good as we are right now. We gave the 76ers their first loss. Um, we've had some good wins, you know, so I, I don't know. I think it, that's the coaching, but anyway, I'm, so I'm not really sold on Steve Kerr as a coach yet because I just feel like he's always had a, a stacked, you know, cupboard when he's gotten places, which has really just been, um, Golden States. So if, if he can do well with, without all the talent, then I'd, I'd give him kudos. But I know he went to U of A, so he's an Arizona guy. But um, I just, I'm not sold on him. Doesn't mean I don't think he's a nice guy. I just, I'm just not sold on him as a really good coach. Ernest, the answer to your question is scarcity. I think whether people wanted to realize or not, when one team wins multiple championships, it seems like, hey, there's only one per team that can win it. So the, 
the idea of scarcity, only one can win every year, and one team keeps on winning multiples, it just doesn't seem fair. You know, there's there's only one shot every year, and somebody, it's like going back and getting seconds and thirds and fourths before the one person can go back for first. And so that well, sense of, I want it, it's not fair, you got it. Well, I've, I've got one more question for both of you. Astros stealing signs, big deal, no deal. I'll go with you first, Paul. A little deal. Um, I think over the years, guys on on second have tried to ske- steal signs for years and years and give signs back to the dugouts. The difference is the video camera. If that's proven, that's the level of a Patriots using video um, to cheat um, NFL level. And I'm not saying the Astros didn't do it, but I think it's going to be hard to prove it. And it's been a couple years. It's been two years since it happened. So it feels a lot like sour grapes right now. Um, I think it's the old unwritten rule of um, baseball that's come out again and again. Like, this is the way you play the game. Don't carry the baseball bat all the way down to first base to the coach. We don't like that. And don't cheat trying to get signs. Yet they do it every year in different ways. So... I don't think it's a huge deal. Nate, where are you at with that? Well, I, I think it's easy to blame the Astros, but you know what? I think some of it's just pure laziness on the opposing team, right? You can easily do, you and the, the pitcher and the catcher can easily get together between every inning and say, okay, this inning we're going to do the third signal I put down is what we're using. They could change that up every inning, right? You don't have to be so, I don't know, predictable. Right. So you can change it up every inning. You could do this. So I think you can just change signs at the end of the game so you don't become predictable. So that when they do try to steal signs, they're always changing. There's not a way to be able, you know, to be so predictable on that. So to me, that's a little bit more on the other team. Um, and then I think you looked at the record, right? So the year in 2007, they didn't have a great home record anyway. So it's not like they had a huge advantage at home when they were using the cameras. Um, and even, I mean, look at the World Series this year. If they were still pulling that kind of, stuff they lost all their home games to the nats and i mean obviously the nats lost all their games too but um you know so i I don't think that it's i think it's unethical and i think it's kind of a it's it goes against the rules of baseball but at the other at the other side of it is if the other team is just switching things up like they should be it's not it's a non-issue so i guess it's I think it's laughable for baseball to beat his chest and scream about the integrity of the sport about this when this is a sport that let PEDs rule for 10 years and they allowed Jeffrey Loria and Derek Jeter to pretty much crap all over the Florida fans for what they've done for the Marlins. I think it's a joke for them to come out and say integrity. I think every team does this. I think everybody cheats. That, that's my that's my spiel on that is I think that this, this is much do about nothing. It's, it's keeping baseball in the papers a little bit longer. Maybe that's good. So once again, we get back to our, some of our common themes. Everybody cheats. Don't take things so seriously. Um, <laughs> and pay player, the players should be paid. Um, and uh, go see a movie. I think those are common themes over oh, yeah. and over again. And, and we hate Ohio state and we hate Ohio state <laughs> and, Urban and Alabama will be in the national championship. <laughs> and and Alabama is probably going to be in the national championship. And Clemson. go see a baseball game and enjoy some good food. I think those are all things we can agree on. And with that, I will thank my co-hosts by letting them have two minutes of quality time. And because Ernest always is ready with two minutes of quality time, I will actually. Got that, Ernest. Two I minutes. will start two with minutes. Ernest. And I'm looking. You are on the clock right now. Our, go, Ernest. One of my joys ever since 1968 up until the last two years was every Friday going to the post office and getting uh, sports illustrated. And it led me to great writing by Marcel Proust, Ernest Hemingway. It opened me and it was just not only sports news, it was great writing and interest. It triggered a love for great writing and it genuinely saddens me. And I know David's somewhere laughing and saying, this is the world you are. And, and you're just an old man. But the uh, news came out today that Sports Illustrated is cutting down to only 17 issues next year. And I knew it's the end of the printed world and magazines don't exist, but it's a part of my life that I'm seeing going away. And again, as a child, it was running to the post office and getting that and reading great writing by writers like Ron Fermite and other great writers 
that it's 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 sad to see it go away but i know that's that's the world we're in now but i just don't think news are handled and the media has that great writing it's more gossipy it's more conjecture it's more opinion and it's not structured writing that i grew to love in sports illustrated and that saddens me nate all right. Well, I'm left us, Nate, after I dropped that on everybody. Sorry. Well, I do have to say, um, I was excited to see the Washington Nationals win the uh, the World Series this year. I have to say, they're probably my second favorite team in baseball, next to the Diamondbacks. Uh, I've been going to Nats games um, since they played at RFK Stadium. I have a good friend of mine um, that lives out there in DC, so he's always taken me to games when we go to when I go to visit there. Um, he recently lost, gosh, both his parents within a year and. This was really exciting. He's a huge Nats fan. He lives in D.C. Um, just really happy. I mean, it was nice to see the Nats win the way they did. Um, but, you know, I just I feel really excited for my buddy that, you know, I, I we always talk about how God, you know, does things in mysterious ways. And I just feel like, you know, his parents were up there kind of nudging God saying, hey, if you're ever going to be a year to, to have the Nats win, can you do it this year? My son's had a, a tough year. Um, so anyway, it's just it was really kind of great to see. Um, all the photos. He went to a couple games. He's got season tickets there. So anyway, just just those little things in life. But I, I was just really excited to see the Nats win. But just for my buddy, I know that he was so excited. Um, so you know, you kind of always root for sometimes your fan, your your friends' teams are in it, and you kind of you kind of hope a little bit for them. So this was kind of an uplifting World Series when they won. I was a little nervous when they were down, but um, yeah, just just kind of cool. And then also, um, I love the baby shark. My son is obsessed with baby sharks, so. Um, that was kind of a cool thing with oh, with the World Series. But anyway, I just Ernest. Ernest loves that song. I, Ernest, I, you can Google I, it. I, get that I hate that song. Baby Shark. I don't know, which do I hate worse, that or, or Old Town Road? I mean, either one of those worst song. Or this song. This is the song that never ends. Oh yes. I'm going on, my friends. I still hate Baby Shark more. <laughs> and they have a Christmas Baby Shark now, actually. Of course, <laughs> and they don't have it in French and Spanish and. Then they'll have a divorced father shark, and they'll have drunken ex-wife uh, shark, and then they'll have cousin shark. Wow. Okay, old man, stop shark. yelling from your porch, man. All right. Old man, yelling porch alarm. This is the same guy who decorates for Christmas every year and goes crazy. When are you going to start decorating, Ernest? I have already decorated the lights. <laughs> Some of the lights are up already. Yeah. I still have my Christmas tree. We have a huge tree in the front yard. So most of the white lights I left on this year for the whole year. So I'm about to plug them in and right. see if they all work. So, and tune back next week, folks. We'll see if Nate's lights turn back on. Thanks for listening to Pardon the Confusion. And we appreciate your support. And this is Paul Arnold signing off for Ernest Watts and Nate Moore. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>